This week on Young Athlete, we talk about the impact of abusive coaches as one brave athlete, Louis Wilkes, tells her story. But first, let's check in with Detroit Lions Frank Ragnall for tips on healthy eating habits and making the most of your trip to the grocery store. Hi, everybody. I'm Frank. Um, this is my third year with the Detroit Lions, uh, and I, I love looking working with the Milk Means More program. And I'm very passionate about health and uh, nutrition and how it can help me is because, I mean, if you think about it, you only get one life. You get one body and you get one chance to maximize your potential really as a human being. And uh, some things that like really drive me is I'm a very competitive person. And I think it's very cool to learn and to kind of optimize how you can get your body fueling and running at its best. Uh, even if you think of it like a sports car, Everybody, I'm sure everybody's heard that uh, phrase where you don't put cheap gas in a sports car because you're not going to get good results. The same kind of thing for me, and that's kind of how I'm really passionate about it, is I, I just want to know, like I would hate to live my life and not know how how I could have been to my best of my ability. And I'm, I'm not saying I got this perfect diet or anything, but there's this competitive part in me that likes to kind of push myself to eat as healthy as I can, eat nutrient-rich foods as much as I can. And nutri- nutrients... In my, in terms of my career, it's, it's the more I've gotten older, the more I've learned of how important it is. And I wish I would have learned at a younger age, your body can only do so much. You can only do so much without the right nutrients and the right sleep and the right physical activity. And I've learned whether it's recovery, whether it's just my brain and being able to focus and everything, nutrients and how you eat and how you feel your body has everything to do with that. You got to have a plan though. Like think about if going into a football game with no playbook, it's the same kind of thing. You got to have, if you want to be successful at this, you got to have a plan. And I just kind of try to focus on the, all the food groups and making sure I'm hitting those food groups, but also making sure I'm not miserable and I'm enjoying some food. So I'm looking at recipes and I'm trying to make a plan to make sure it's a, it's a productive week and not a miserable week. I'm still enjoying everything, but a productive nutrient rich week. This week's guest, Louie Wilkes, is a multi-sport athlete sharing her story about having an abusive coach when she was just 10 years old and how that impacted her as a young athlete. I can't say it enough, Lou is so brave for sharing her story and I'm so thankful we have the opportunity to learn from her experiences. No further ado, here's Lou. My name is Lou Wilkes and I'm a freshman at Port Central High School in Michigan. I'm a three-sport athlete and a straight-edge student. I play softball for the Kalamazoo Growlers and I've been playing since I was six. I fell in love with the sport so fast, and by the time I was nine, I knew I wanted to play at a collegiate level. Softball is everything to me. I have met some of the most amazing people through playing this sport. It's given me so much happiness, and I couldn't be more grateful for that. Just as much as I love it, there was a point in my life where I wanted nothing more than to quit. When I was 10, I had a coach tell me I would never make it playing softball because of my weight. He called me a pipsqueak and told me my thighs were too big and I was too fat for my age. This happened on many occasions. I felt so defeated by him and I cried after practice because of the things he said to me. I told my mom I wanted to quit. I have never been the person to give up on something, but his words hurt more than anything. I fell into an awful place. I was ready to give up on my dreams at just 10 years old. The things he said to me affected more than just my love for the sport. It affected my health. I became extremely self-conscious and ended up losing a ton of weight after the fact. I went on diets, worked out excessively, and I would even go days without eating. At just 10 years old, I hated my body and wanted nothing more than to give up. The following year, I switched teams and gained some of the most amazing teammates and coaches who helped me fall back in love with the sport. 
We were extremely successful that year, placing third at States, then going to Tennessee to win a national championship. I'm 15 now, and to this day, I use what this coach said to me as my motivation. His words don't define me. I will never give him the opportunity of having the satisfaction of being right about me. And welcome back to Young Athlete. Today's guest uh, joining me is Lou. And uh, Lou, jumping right in, tell me about how your journey as an athlete began, when you started playing sports, what sports, and how you got into it. I started playing, I played t-ball when I was around five, um, but I got into sports because my brother played, and um, I'd always just play in the backyard with, like, his friends playing football and everything, so that's what got me into sports. And now you're, um, you're in high school. What year are you in? What sports are you playing? Um, I'm in ninth grade, and I play basketball, volleyball, and softball. How do you juggle being a multi-sport athlete uh, at that age? It's definitely difficult, but um, I have a really set schedule. Um, so I write my whole schedule down in my planner and I make sure I get my checklist done for the day. And before I go to bed, I like write a little journal of my day. So that's how I keep track of everything. Very cool. Very cool. Um, now, I, I just want to say thanks for, for speaking up about, um, you know, what it, some of the experiences you've had as a young athlete, because I think uh, it's important, but at your age, it's it's tough to speak out on these issues. So I appreciate you you doing that. So take me a little bit um, through your journey and some of the issues you faced um, kind of when it really started. And we're, we're talking about some issues that you had with the coach, correct? Yes. Okay. So explain that whole situation to me. Um, so I used to be a pitcher. I'm not a pitcher anymore, but I was pitching once at practice and this coach came up to me and he called me a pipsqueak and told me that I was too fat and um, for my age. Um, and he just kind of degraded me. And from there on out, he kind of just kept doing it. Telling me my, my thighs were too big. Um, I was never going to make it as a softball player. Like I'd never make varsity until I was at least a junior and I probably wouldn't play, probably wouldn't play in college. Um, so he kind of just degraded everything about like, softball and my body and uh how old were you when this was happening I was 10 years old unbelievable that's it's hard for me to even hear that um and again thanks for speaking up on it but you know talk to me about what what kind of impact that had on you I mean obviously it's probably still something you're dealing with but talk to me as much as you can about it um at the time it had an impact on like my weight, I definitely lost a bunch of weight after the fact. Um, and I wanted, I was like so ready to quit softball. I would get in the car after practice and just like tell my mom I wanted to quit. I was done. Um, and now it's more of like a motivation for me because I just, I want to prove them wrong in every way. Um, but it does still have like a little bit of impact because like sometimes like in the back of my head, I'm like, was he right about me? But I know how far I've come since then. So I know he wasn't. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's tough to, you know, just move on and forget when someone says something like that, especially at the, that age. So, you know, how are, how did you deal with those things? Like, obviously I'm sure it had an effect on your emotions and how you felt. How did you deal with it? Um, my mom was a really big help. Um, she never like, Every single time I said I wanted to quit, she's like, no, like, you can't give up. She never let me, like, give up on anything. Like, when I was dancing, I did not want to do it, but she never let me quit. Um, 
but she was also a big factor in that. I also had uh, like a bunch of like other coaches. My coach now, she helped build my love back for the sport. And I'm just so grateful for that. Yeah, no, I mean, with every um, terrible coach there there is and bad situation, you know, we hope that there's another good one uh, around the corner. Um, but it shouldn't be like that, right? Especially at that age. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. But, um, you know, talk to me a little bit more about about your family and your mom. Your, you mentioned your mom. And, um, you know, when you and I talked earlier, you were mentioning how close you are. And how's that been like? How, how impactful has that been to have your support from your family? It's been absolutely amazing to have that support because I think I would not be playing softball right now for, for my mom. She, I would, uh, ever after every single practice or anything I was doing, like for softball, I would just get in the car and I was like, mom, I'm act- like, I'm not doing this anymore. And she never let me. Um, and I was just, it's so amazing now because I love softball. Like I want to play college. I want to go so far with this sport. And it's given me like so much happiness and the bonds I create with the girls. I wouldn't have that if it wasn't for her. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about something that's uh, very personal, but we, we know it's happening to other young kids and that's what made you want to speak up about it. So let me ask you this. What do you think should be done about that? Like, um, you know, what can be done about it? Um, I think for the athletes that it's happened to or just anyone like find a parent or find another coach or even just like a peer just talk to them about it like you can't keep something like that in because it eventually it's gonna make you want to quit and you will give up on it so you have to speak up about it you can't just let it keep happening to you because the more it happens it's, it's not gonna stop like they they know they've won when they've when you've given up on it. For sure. Um, like I said, I think it's amazing that you're speaking up. So why don't you take a second and, and speak directly to the coaches, the parents, the administrators, like speak directly to them, tell them what, what their role is, what they should be doing and how they should change their approach. To my coaches now, I just, I just want to thank them like so much for everything they've done for me, but to the coaches in the past just letting that happen to me and watching it happen I think you should have done something a lot different instead of watching a 10 year old just get beaten down by this coach it's something no one should have to go through but I went through it and I'm still fighting through it and I was 10 when it happened and for you just let that happen to me I just don't have any words for you (laughs) Yeah. So all we can, all we can do is expect more. I don't think it's unfair to expect more of the adults in the situation to say, Hey, if you see something, say something. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're another parent and you see or hear something, you got to speak up. If you're an assistant coach or a volunteer admin, you've got to speak up. Um, And, and what I would say is, if you can speak up right now about these situations, then it's not difficult for them to speak up about that. So, um, but we talked a little bit about the inspiration you get from your family, but I know you got some other role models too. So tell me a little bit about um, your biggest role model. Um, her name's Josie Muffley. She plays at Florida State. Um, she's a shortstop. She has been one of my biggest role models because I watched her play high school and I would shadow her at practices. <clears throat> and 
her dad was actually the one that um, he was the first one to tell me, like, don't ever let someone tell you you can't do something. Um, and Josie's just been such an inspiration because she fought through something similar, I believe, is what her dad said. Um, and I just think it's amazing. Like, she's come so far and I want to play at a D1 school like that. And so I just look up to her in so many ways. Shout out Jay Buff. I looked her up and she's a pretty amazing uh, talent. So you got, yeah. you got a role model, someone to look up to there. But um, yeah, thanks again for speaking up on this. I just wanted to um, wrap it up real quick with some rapid fire questions, if you don't mind. What do you think? Sounds good. Okay, cool. So let's just hit them. I'm going to go real quick. You just, whatever comes to your mind. So first question, favorite pregame meal? Um, grilled chicken. Okay. Are you superstitious? Yes. Okay, we gotta stop. We gotta explain. Talk about your superstitions. Tell, give us one example. Oh my gosh, my hairstyle. If I'm, I normally just wear it in a low ponytail for every sport I play. But as soon as we start getting down or something, I'll put it right up, and I change my hair tie. Like I will not wear the same hair tie or the same hairstyle if we are doing bad. Okay, so very superstitious is the. Yeah. Got it. What's your go-to pump-up song? Um. Oh, I don't know. Oh, come on. Softball player, you got to think about your walkout song sometimes. I know. I just, it's my mom's playlist. I don't know. She made it probably like my biggest pump up song. Don't Stop Believing by Journey. A classic. Wow. Okay. That's definitely influence from your parents coming in there. Mm -hmm. um, favorite thing to watch on Netflix right now? Um, I don't watch Netflix. I, I watch it's a show called Hawaii Five O. It's a crime show. It's on CBS. <laughs> Another is that like the old school Hawaii Five O that you're watching? Yeah. You're such an old soul. I love it. Um, so then I, I feel like I might know the answer to this next one. So TikTok TikTok dances, yay or nay? Yeah. Oh God, I was thinking nay. <laughs> All right. I won't put you on the spot and make you do one. So don't worry. Um, what's your favorite workout? Um, I like doing legs. Like squatting. Favorite protein? Like type of protein or like? A specific team that you like to follow. Um, I don't know. Um, like, a, like, a, like a pro team or like a college team? You can pick a college if you can't pick one. Uh, UNC. Their okay. softball team is really good. All right. And favorite athlete? Um, Josie, <laughs> that's my favorite athlete. Shout out Josie. And uh, thing that you eat the most? Um, ice cream. Oh, we we <laughs> we got that in common. <laughs> now we gotta have a whole another conversation. What's your favorite ice cream? Uh, it's Grand Traver's uh, cherry and fudge. Ooh, a little fancy. Okay. Do you have a favorite spot to go to to get your favorite ice cream? It's like, I get it at like Harding's, like the grocery store down the road. Oh man. That's, I, I like, I think I have an ice cream problem. Um, oh, like I, I, I run just so I can eat ice cream. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, and people are like, Oh, what, what's your favorite ice cream? And I'm like, I love Superman. Cause I'm still a five-year-old child in my head, but yeah. I will eat any ice cream. I'll eat the worst ice cream and enjoy it. I'll eat butter pecan and be like, Oh, this is amazing. Every it. every tournament we go to for softball, we have to find an ice cream place. Like it has to happen before we leave. 
Oh man. All right. Well, next time we're, we, once it's safe and we meet up in person, we're going to go get some ice cream, I hope. All right. All right. All right. Well, thanks for, thanks again, Lou, for speaking up. I think it's amazing to, to hear about your journey and some of the challenges you faced and, um, and, and things that you've had to overcome. Is there anything last words you want to leave to our listeners? I just want all the athletes to know that if you are going through something like this, don't let it keep happening to you because it's, it's just going to keep pushing you down and it's just going to want to make you quit. And I've come so far since what's happened to me and I've been so successful. Just you need to speak up about it and you can't let it keep happening to you. And if you see it happening to other athletes, also speak up about it. Well said. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. For a second, talk with us for a lesson. Let me bless your adolescence with a message for this record. Love how your mind is too. Chatting with Lou was amazing for a number of reasons. Her bravery to speak up about important issues, her dedication to proving the haters wrong, and obviously her love for ice cream. I've read about this type of abuse from coaches and have heard from parents who have told me about their young athletes' experience, but to hear what Lou went through beginning at the age of 10 was despicable. Abuse from coaches, specifically towards young female athletes, is a trend that's just not slowing down. To see Lou persevere is inspiring, but more than anything, her story is a warning to parents, admins, coaches, and young athletes around the state. Speak up if you see or hear a coach cross the line. To begin to remedy the situation, we first must begin to do what we can to shed light on these types of issues and the negative coaches and the, and the repercussions they cause and to let our athletic directors, administrators, and all the decision makers know that they're responsible for the coaches that are in their departments. It was really tough for me to learn about such a young athlete experiencing this. Um, it's a real situation, but because Lou had her family, she is persevering. I don't think all young athletes have the support system Lou does. And the problems she talked about are too common these days. So what can you do if you might not have as strong of a support system as she did? Um, you know, the common suggestion is going to be talk to a school counselor or a teacher. And if you have that option, great. Absolutely use it. But if not, it could really be anyone that you feel safe enough to confide in, whether that be a community member, another parent on the team, even if it's just a teammate to start with. Uh, it's important that you share um, the, the experiences and the feelings that you're going through if you're um, suffering from abuse at the hands of your coach. Any adult in an athletic environment allowing this type of abuse to occur from coaches to young athletes is 100% responsible. So to anyone working in sports, whether you're new to the job or you've been there for years, it's time to speak up. Young athletes have enough pressure these days, whether that's social media, the professionalization of youth sport, or just the stress of trying to keep up, make the team, get minutes. The exact opposite of what we want for them as young athletes comes in the form of coaches abuse. So again, to all the adults, it's time to speak up and create the change needed for a safe sporting environment for our young athletes. Until episode three, I'm your host, Bilal Saeed. Next week, we'll check in and we'll talk mental health. Thanks for tuning in to Young Athlete.